Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird who is not with us today, by the way. She was supposed to be here, but she worked a long day. Hey, welcome to episode 354 of the Groom Pod. Hang on a second. 354 of the Groom Pod and episode number two of the Traveling Groom Pod and episode number one of Creating Great Traveling Groom Pods. Creating Great, <laughs> great traveling, traveling Groom Pods. Groom pods. In- <laughs> November 9th, um, we are in Nashua, New Hampshire, Hillside, New Jersey, and Snohomish and Squim, Washington. This week, we are going to talk about cutting drawing time and just shoot the shit a bunch with all of these really awesome ladies. So today, we have with us Mary Aquendo from Pet Groomer Town Hall, Positive Ed, uh, Traveling Groomers, and... Positive and, uh, and women petpreneurs. Women petpreneurs. See that damn name. That's a terrible name for me to say. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> we also have with us Chrissy Newmeyer Smith from Creating Great Grooming Dogs and my own very personal teacher. And we have with us Chris Bear Anthony from Evolution Shears, the magical shear lady and traveling groomers. Yes. So there we go. Hi, everybody. How is we? How is we all? <laughs> He's good. <laughs> we is we is vaguely amused that we shushed Mary a little for talking over the opening and then proceeded to laugh over the opening. Okay. <laughs> I'm very, I'm amused at myself. Oh, and just so that I won't have to record it later, if you're following the traveling groomers, welcome to episode number 187, recorded on November 9th, will be airing on November 23rd, it will be our Thanksgiving special. Oh, actually, hold on a second. Let's oh, God, wait. Back up. We are not <laughs> dropping an episode the week of Thanksgiving. Why not? Yeah, because why not? I am going to be knee deep in turkey, baking cookies, and all sorts of good things. On <laughs> you know, that. you can just schedule it, right? I know I can. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's still there's a little bit of promotion that goes along with it. So I you will can say, schedule those. <laughs> I can only schedule so much. I could schedule in the groups. I could schedule for the podcast to go up. What I can't do is I can't share it on my profile page and I can't tag people in it. So unless Chris would like to do that, we'll we'll, we'll talk. Okay, well, now that we have that decided, this week's What's New is brought to you by... If you're looking for a software solution for your shop, mobile, or house call, GroomMore is it. It has online booking and online forms and intake or matted dog forms, payment processing, reminders and wait lists, inventory, routing, calendar, and QuickBooks syncs, and most importantly, 24-hour service. And they've given us a great offer. You can switch over to Groom More and try it for two months at half off. Just put in the code GroomPod. Right, guys, I have a story to share with you from this week that is just a super duper trip. And it's not directly grooming related, but it is kind of dog related. So my horse right in the front yard, right? Horse, horse, horse. Yes, yeah, still. Horse, horse, horse. <laughs> I yeah, haven't my... heard a horse update in a while. I know it. My mm-hmm. barn is a little bit of ways down by the neighbor's house. And of course, it's very dark here in the morning. So I get my lantern and I've got my clothes on and I walk out to the barn. And of course, she neighs at me and I give her a little cuddle and I pour the pellets into the bag or into the dish, which makes a bunch of noise. And then I kick it across my cement floor. <laughs> which also makes a bunch of noise and she starts eating and there's nothing better than the noise of a horse munching on her breakfast right and I'm standing there enjoying the moment and I go to climb up onto my hay rack where I've got to reach up to the top and get her hay and there's eyes looking at me from the ground 
hello, and it's reflective eyes in the lantern, and there's a dog. Wait, no, it's not a dog. It's an ancient coyote asleep Ooh. in the corner of the barn. And I'm I'm Ooh. sure, I don't know why, I feel like it was a female. It had female and it like grandmother leaf features. It was skin and bones. It had mange. And it was 29 degrees here. And she was all cocooned up in a big pile of hay that was on the ground, tucked in behind my wood pile. And I stopped and I backed away from her. And I went and got the neighbor and I said, you're not going to believe this. There's a coyote and Maisie is just letting her sleep in the barn right there. She's just letting her sleep in the barn. So the neighbor comes out in her pajamas and we're out there with the lantern and we're looking at the coyote and trying to decide what to do. So I got a dish out and I filled it with water and I was able to walk right up to her and set it down next to her. And then I cut another hay bale from the other side and I fed the horse and I walked away. And then I started to think about it. And a few minutes later, I get a text from the neighbor and she says, she's gone. She left. And I'm like, oh, I wish she would have stayed. I would have fed her. But off she went. And then the neighbor behind me on this other side has Borzoi. She's a Borzoi breeder and shower, very well known. So I texted her and I said, FYI, this was in my barn this morning. And she sends me back a picture of the coyote going up in front of her house. She said, I saw her. I saw her. <laughs> she said, I'm, I wanted to try to get her some water or something. She looks so old. And I said, I know she's old and arthritic. And she said, well, I'm going to go out and get in the car and make sure she's not hit on the road or something. We never did find her again. But man, what a trip. I looked down and there's a dog laying in the barn, but it's not a dog at all. It's the same ancient, beautiful, living, wild in the pipeline coyote that's decided to take shelter in the barn. And it was pretty cool. I liked it. It was neat. <laughs> We've had a couple really cold nights up here. Yeah, I went out and bought a blanket. Of course, purple. You know. <clears throat> oh, yes. You're not a monster who put their horse in something <laughs> other than purple. Oh, no, it's for the coyote. for the coyote (laughs) still wild animal i'm putting a blanket on you so grandma wiley you know actually that's that's pretty that's good luck depending on how you look at it that's i love the trickster totems the trickster totems i love the reminder to not take yourself too seriously and always be able to laugh and it can be a symbol of someone who's got to like rely on their wits to do things, maybe to take a deeper look in yourself. But I think that is really good juju for you that that she came and took shelter in your barn. I was pretty excited about it. Considering Maisie herds the deer out of the yard, she goes after them like cattle and goes <laughs> back and forth and tries to chase them out of the yard. Of course, then she stands next to them and eats too. So she's pretty tolerant. But that was it was fun. That was a, pretty much the most exciting thing that happened to me this week, except for I tweaked my oh. back. I have an old gymnastics injury. My lower, my T4 is dislocated forward. And every once in a while, it causes me problems. It has not caused me problems for well over three years. And the reason I know this is because my chiropractor left, flew away to Canada three years ago for the virus. And he hasn't come back. So I'm now slightly like a pretzel. I've got a thing out in my neck, a thing out in my lower back, and I am called this place and I said, hey, I'm a pretzel in search of a chiropractor. Can I get an appointment? <laughs> so I'm going to get it cracked back into place. I know exactly what it is. It took me a while to recognize it, but man, I spent a day on my back. I hated that. Can't say it still. Uh-huh. You know, Chris, you know, you're talking about animals and totems, right? Uh-huh. So I'm driving along the highway and there's turkey vultures on up on all the poles and they all have their wings spread out, right? Every single one of them. There had to be like 30 of them. And the first thought that comes to my, my head is like, you know, Armageddon. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why else would there be like 30 turkey vultures with their wings outspread up on the highway? That might be a bad omen. <laughs> Actually, it's a good omen because I first thing I did is I, I get on the phone to a friend of mine who that's sort of what she does. And I'm like, um, can you clarify something for me? Is this uh-huh. good or bad? Because I'm thinking, you know, end of world right now. No, 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 no. That, that's a really good thing. Consider yourself blessed. It's cleansing, adaptability, patience, loyalty, 
Uh, it can be death and rebirth, but remember, they're associated with death, but what they do is they clean things up so that disease doesn't spread. They actually provide a good service. I don't know. It may just be me, but I think they were probably warming their bodies yes. in the sun. Just like, oh, no, what do I know? <laughs> I can imagine that would look pretty creepy. I have to say. No, you know what? Yeah, it was really creepy. Okay. Here are these poor turkey vultures watching Mary's parade, and she doesn't even appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, a human with purple hair. What does that symbolize? (laughs) (laughs) Way before the purple hair, (laughs) Chrissy. So anybody else have anything fun from this week's grooming adventures or just fun stories in general? You even prepped me and I don't, I don't, this week was. (laughs) Chrissy, I understand your guys are taking over the Teton show. I want to hear about that. Gabrielle Finney did it last year and she asked for help. So we're, we're providing a whole bunch of help for that and kind of taking it over so that that show can continue. And it's super exciting. I'm really excited about it. And I joked with Dara on the phone at a, during a committee meeting that this is hard work. I want a T-shirt that says staff. And then I felt demanding and said, no, 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 just kidding. But I, I don't think I'm kidding. If I have to make it myself, I, I want a staff T-shirt because this, is, this has been a week and I'm already like, this is a button of work. This is a metric button of work. Which is why... Putting together an uh, an in person trade show is not on my bucket list. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's off of mine. It only was on there for a little while, but I booted it right back off and thought, "Hey, I'd rather podcast." That's a lot of work. I'm really interested in helping out, but I think um, on the one hand, to have a whole bunch of people is helpful. But then on the other hand, to have so many people that sometimes you're doing each other's work, you're overlapping in a way that's kind of uncomfortable and awkward and causing more problems. Too many cooks in the kitchen, you know. My personal goal is to do the tech stuff and try to make sure that that's okay, that the rooms have things like, um, you know, the, the computers can be set up. We have sound quality, that kind of stuff. So let me tell you about the sound people that were at the convention. Oh, all right. Who could have done a better job? Yeah. All I know is I fixed a projector with dog hair and I will be proud of that shit till the day I die. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm curious. (laughs) Was it on level? Was this like shove some dog hair to get it leveled up? Exactly. That was exactly it. I was going to say, was that like wiping the lens? What what were you doing with it? The equipment is ancient. Oh, okay. So... Getting it to work with the newer computers was a little bit of a challenge. All right. Um, yeah. And they weren't very helpful. And then they're like, cause most of us are like women. And the guy there was like, well, you know what? We're women. We don't know what we're talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I love them. They're adorable. Yeah. You know, that's really the wrong attitude. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to make sure that that stuff is, is I want to spearhead that stuff. I mean, yeah, along please. with helping with other things too, but I think that um, because I'm pretty comfortable with tech, make sure that everything has batteries and they're already loaded and tested before yeah. you even bring them into the room. You're going to be geographically challenged. That is the difficult part about that location is you're halfway across the country. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am impressed and I would like to offer my services to help, but I'm smarter (laughs) than that. We've actually been doing really good with the multiple people because we've broken things into smaller committees and then we're having little breakout meetings within that group. And it's okay. You handle this. You, and we like keep it track of it on charts. Who's talking to who, who's handling what so that it stays organized. And um, I'm going to make a suggestion. Knock wood. I'm being hopeful. When you talk to the speakers, send them a little list, including that they need to make sure that they bring their cords so that they could hook up to a USB or what's the other one? USB and the um, HDMI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you can, can never, never have, have enough, enough cords. cords. And the adapters are yeah, really cheap and small. And I have an adapter that comes with me that just lives in my travel computer case for speaking for that mm-hmm. sort of thing. 
and that's got even the old screwy ones. Yeah. It can even adapt that. I don't. Wow. I apologize to anyone watching on YouTube, watching me go with my little fingers. This is the show for audio, Chris. Let's talk about what Chris is doing with her fingers. I'm not tuning in Tokyo. I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. Well, I mean, this is exciting because of all the shows. Wasn't there a Colorado show that was going to happen? I can't. The Rocky Mountain. And that's supposed to be, I believe, June of next year. I thought it was like July. July. It was summer. If they're intending on having a show, they should probably make information a little easier to find because I searched all kinds of different names. Of course, Mm. I didn't search Rocky Mountain. Yes, it's in Colorado Springs. Because that is an easy place to get in and out of as far as airports. Yeah, part of the reason I'm going to be driving out there Mm -hmm. is that Idaho Falls is not easy to get into. Nope. It is. So it's at least, even from Seattle... It's at least one layover. So my philosophy is, is if I'm already driving to get to the airport and then I have to go fly and then I have to sit in another airport for I don't know how long and then fly out yeah. to Idaho Springs and then then have to get a rental car, I'm just going to drive. Hey, you don't really need a rental car, though, if you're staying on site. Well, but to get to the airport... It's a five-minute Uber. It's so close to the. It's so close okay. to the airport. It's like disgustingly close. I haven't been yet, so it's just going to be a big adventure. It is beautiful <laughs> out there, though. Well, that might be the place for all of us to meet up. Yes, yes, I could meet Susie in person. I finally got to meet Mary in person. That was awesome. <laughs> Although, if we all are meeting in person, we need to like throw in an extra day to just hang out together. <laughs> Because there's never enough time. I never get enough time to spend with my newest and bestest friends, especially my podcaster friends. You know, those are the best quality friends. Yes, I want to hang out with them. People don't get. Anyway, wait, we're we're digressing. We're digressing. Mm. Let's take a moment and hear from our sponsor, and then we'll come back with our actual topic of discussion. How's that? Let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. Made from the best stuff on earth. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Well, here we are back from the break, and guess what? Chris remembered something to tell us, so tell us, Chris. It's simultaneously funny and not funny. It's one of those things Uh that's funny, but I could not laugh at it. So, as you know, I have new puppy in the house. And eight-month-old puppy was nosing at the garbage, and hubby did the the dad voice at him, and he does the big angry no. And the dog was like, <laughs> and like okay, no garbage, and like <laughs> ran off. And then he's like, see, there you go, and you know wanted him to come back. And the dog was like, oh, fuck no, <laughs> just yeah. And I did the bounce at him, and he ran over to me and like leaned against my leg and was like looking at Cubby. And he does love my husband, but he just got the the big scary dad voice, so he was a little like, "I don't know about this shit, man. I was just sniffing at some delicious trash." <laughs> so I could see my husband wanted to make and have him come back and say, "Okay, that was that. That was then. This is now. I still love you," because he does love him very much. So I said, do the puppy play bounce. And he's like, what? I was in my kitchen, which is kind of an like a little L off the, the rest. So the puppy couldn't see what I was doing. So I said like this, and I didn't actually get down. I said, you know, when puppies go like this and they put their arms down and their ass goes up in the air, that's the, the play maneuver that will signal him to come over and play with you. So he did it. Hmm. 
and 43 pounds <laughs> of fur flew directly at him with all of his speed and strength because it worked. He went, oh, daddy still loves me and wants to play. And he punched him directly in the mouth. Directly. Oh. And I don't know if it was his paw that got him or a head. And I was just like. <laughs> oh, daddy needs right, right. And I was like, because <laughs> I could tell he was in pain. So I couldn't laugh because like his gum, he was mouth was bleeding and like he heard I was like do we need to go to the dentist do you want some ice honey what can I do for you (laughs) oh no yeah it's hard that's one of those things you can't laugh because it's your partner and it would legit hurt right and legit and I'm like oh oh precious And, and I shared with her a story when we first got um one of my guys we got him at seven months old and we were telling everybody like He's a super friendly pup. On over and meet him. Guys, wear a cup. You know, like this puppy jumps at just the right height, just for sports. Now, I would not have any problem laughing at my husband. So back, back, back years ago, my kids are little. My mother-in-law always waxed the floor. Always waxed the floor. All right. She also did ironing, too. And so she was coming up, and my husband was bitching and moaning about how his mother waxes the floor and I got sick of hearing it. So I waxed the floor. And the first thing he does is he comes in and whoosh, boom. (laughs) (laughs) The comedy value is great. (laughs) You know what? I will wax this floor as often as you want me to. (laughs) If this is the result of it. That I I might've laughed. I I did that at a client's house because I was Oops. using, I, it, it might have been flash, but I was using some like spray on conditioner, some spray stuff. And one of the kids, kids, he was a teen, young tween, whatever, not like no babies got injured in the making of this story. <laughs> and he comes flying around the corner in his socks and he just goes whoop, ass over tea kettle. Just, and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. That is totally a hazard. Big time hazard. Yeah. <laughs> the younger they are, the more bendy they are. Oh, yeah. They bounce. They bounce. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's us. We doing it. We land on our butt. We ain't getting up. I'm lucky I fall pretty good. It's one of those skills I've retained. We used to do stage combat and stuff. And the first thing you learn is how to fall and do your falls. So you're falling mm-hmm. on the diagonal from like left hip to right shoulder and how to fall. It spends an absurd amount of time learning how to fall before we were able to do like swords and stuff. 20 years <laughs> of gymnastics, a lot of falling. 20 years of gymnastics. Wow. That's neat. I was like, now where can I go to continue gymnastics? Well, there's yeah. nowhere as an adult really no? after college is done. Aww. There's well, now there's like circus stuff. We have circus places. You're going to join you the can... circus? I could 100% see you running away and joining the circus. <laughs> so only if they take her horse. They got to take her horse and her bird. Yes. Yes. Well, I could do like a vaulting. I could be a vaulter. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But the two things gymnastics taught me, number one was how to fall. Pretty much no matter where, like drop out of the sky, off the balance beam, bounce off of something. I'm pretty good that way. The other thing is... I can take criticism, and that is a skill. I didn't know I could because I had gone X amount of years Mm -hmm. between gymnastics and then when I did a little competing, but I was so concerned about the review of my competition dogs and my competition grooming and all the certification and stuff. But it turns out that stuff is a piece of cake because gymnastics is all about criticism, correction, criticism, correction. So I thank gymnastics for that. I don't thank it for a lot of anything else because my bones are all wrecked. But for those two things, it was really a gem. All right. Hey, one more break and then we'll really get to our first topic. Sure, we will. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or only topic for that matter. Chris Bear Anthony here, visiting the Groom Pod. So if you know me, you know how much I love my Evolution shears. They are the only shears I actually use. So check out all the options, including customizable non-swivels, at evolutionshears.com and give Abby a shout with any questions you might have. 
GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod. So check them out today. Your hands will thank you. Sometimes my clients don't like a walking air freshener. When these crazy people request a scent-free option, I go right to show season. I think that everybody should have show season true tearless shampoo and show season hypo conditioner on hand. Show Season has formulated true tearless shampoo with alternative surfactants that are less irritating, but still clean very well. And the Hypo Conditioner is one of the best fragrance-free conditioners in the market. And if you guys would like to find some Show Season True Tearless or Hypo Conditioner, go to showseasongrooming.com. Drying tips and tricks and suggestions. Everybody here has slightly different conditions where they work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We've got, well, we would have had Barbara Bird in her shop, but we don't. But we've got Chrissy, who grooms at a school and also grooms house call. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Chris, who is exclusively house call. And um, then there's Mary, who is retired grooming van. And me, who is an actively grooming in a trailer. I don't groom at the school very often anymore, but. Well, you take enough pictures there occasionally. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that all of us have probably spent a little time in a shop. Did you spend time in a shop, Chris? Oh, yeah. Lots of time in shops. Yeah. What does everybody use for a dryer these days? Like I'm using a K92. I still have my K92. For my house call, I have a Chris Christensen Cool Pup. I really like having the the smaller lightweight dryer that because um, the filter and the hose are on the same side, I don't even have to take it out of my case. Wow. Right. And I really like my dryer brush. I kind of dig a dryer brush. I might pick up one of the dues dryers. And that's that little square one. Yeah. Yeah. I really like those. I might pick one up. I just picked one of those up. I don't use it often, but I like that I have it when I need it. You know what I mean? And I got the one that you can wear uh, around your waist as a holster. Oh my god. It's got a holster with the bendy arm. So I don't even have to take up (laughs) counter space because depending on where I am and balanced in someone's house, there's not a lot of counter space. And you can look like a super villain. I do look like groomer. (laughs) Like... Well, and she's got the holster with the scissors on one yeah, side. Yeah, she's right? got the holster with the dryer on the other. Are you a super villain or a superhero? <laughs> that depends on who you ask. I'm sure I'm someone's super villain. <laughs> it's dryer woman. Is <laughs> it woman really? But that's not my main dryer. My main dryer is something that they don't make anymore, Curtis. Because it's basically a Hanvey Gold that they were able to convert to be both a dryer and a vac system. I remember that. Which is totally perfect for house call. But where they got the canister from was discontinued. So that's why they don't have the Hanvey Gold isn't the same. So if you ever see a used Hanvey Gold dryer for sale... Buy it. I'm going to take this moment to mention, if your dryer breaks, repair it. Oh, God, yes, please. Unless you're buying Chinese uh, or disposable dryers, dryers are all repairable. All of the parts are easily accessible, except for the K92 second motor. But if you get a K93, you can get right at that motor. It's all replaceable by us. We can do it ourselves. So don't just park it in the cupboard or in the back drying area or and leave it and buy a new one get this stuff repaired there's value in it i have a double k that i've had for 22 years it's not the one that i bring with me every day because i like the cool pup better for for carrying around you know for for drying small dogs it doesn't make sense to carry the bigger one but it's still running it's still great can we have a moment of silence for my metro dryer that was lost in the flood because it was in my garage. Oh. Anyway, but you can get your dryers repaired if they've been soaking in water for hours. Meh, I don't know. I didn't even yeah. try that one. But <laughs> um, And you don't always have to 
send it off. A lot of mobile sharpeners do dryer repairs. And if there is a vacuum repair shop near you. You have to be somewhat careful with them because occasionally they think they know Mm. what they're doing and they get in there and it's a little over their head and then they don't tell you that they've jury rigged your motor wires. There's On the K92, there's two tiny wires that break and if they break, they are difficult to replace. It's a real bitch, excuse my language, but um, they will then fake solder Uh or wire or tape those back together and not tell you. And then you get your dryer back and like two weeks later after you've moved it around. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's not good. No. I I took my dryer (laughs) to a computer repair shop once to get it fixed. (laughs) Well, you know, it's all wires. I I could see the problem. (laughs) A solder came loose. I just needed someone to solder wire A to wire B. And I figured I could pay someone for cheaper than I could buy a soldering kit and then learn the skill at Home Depot. Yes, it's very true. Although soldering is pretty easy. It's kind of like bling. (laughs) <laughs> yeah just take soldering soldering's not too hard but yeah buying new tools to fix a tool yeah. sounds you know kind of i am totally sometimes. the yes. person who would do that though i'm yeah. totally the person but <laughs> so i love my i love my combination our dryer hair vac from hanvey and we need to find similar canisters somewhere again so they can make that product because i love it so much and it was so useful to have both in just mm-hmm. one box. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just made perfect sense. Yeah. So what are some of the unique conditions you guys face in house call grooming that we don't? Like you're in people's bathrooms and kitchens and garages and the hair flies. So I groom small dogs. So I don't have anybody that I kneel on the floor next to bathtubs. They're all really small. So they fit in the kitchen sink or a laundry room sink. And that might be you know, kind of a mid-size like mini doodle or something, but that's about as big as I go. I like to working in the kitchen yeah. or a laundry room. Laundry rooms are my favorite. I don't like working in bathrooms though. And I got to say, it, maybe it's just me being a weirdo, but the idea of my dryer, like blowing around whatever is in someone's bathroom, like, you know, <laughs> right? Like the kitchen, that's not as big deal. Like if someone's kitchen is really like really nasty, I'm like, um, this might not work out for us. You know what I hated about bathrooms and house call? The bathtub next to the toilet. It's right, right next to the, oh, I don't want to touch anyone. Like, mm, like using someone else's toilet, maybe if you got to go, but I don't want any other part of my body to touch a toilet. I go. <laughs> My husband has told me really scary stories about men's bathrooms. And so now (laughs) I live with a neat freak. So when I go into the bathroom and I have to kneel next to somebody's toilet, I'm like dry heaving the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, oh, I much prefer kitchens. Yeah. But so drying um, in somebody's kitchen, there are some special concerns. Like you don't want your dryer to go up toward anything near the refrigerator and like blow yes. every piece of bric-a-brac and magnet off the front of their fridge. That can, <laughs> has, and will happen. Yes. I did once have my dryer catch the edge of a decorative plate Oops. and it smashed on the floor and I'm, I'm just about dying. And she's like, I bought a Christmas tree shop. It was like three bucks, not a family heirloom. You're fine. You're fine. It's okay. I'm like, oh my God, I broke something <laughs> precious. Like, no, no, nope. It's fine. Um, but yeah, you have to be a little bit more careful. And um, if you're doing like a D shed or something, I like using like a screen. Those mosquito nettings. Bug screens that they use for mosquito netting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like putting that over my table. Some dogs find that really kind of scary though. So I'll often end up doing a lot of brushing while they're wet to to try to get all, most of the shedding out when they're wet after the bath with conditioner in, because that's the other concern. Like every once in a while I'm in a shop and I'm like, I can be messy. This is great. <laughs> I'm going to be messy and just get it done the right way. But you do have to work around making sure that you're not making their house like a crazy disaster. I mean, I use a handheld dryer a lot. I'm not just for finishing, sometimes for the whole dang thing, because it's just sometimes easier to manage that when I'm in somebody's house, for sure. I have a tendency to overspray everything with the uh, 
well, with best shot, the max mostly. And then I get a lot of slippery stuff. So I'm dangerous in somebody's house. It's much better to contain me in my own trailer. So speaking of two of the sponsors of the Groom Pod, what I like to do is I like to get the quick dry spray from show season and then put maybe a teaspoon or less of the max in the bottle and then shake it a little bit every time I use it for Oh, it's fantastic. Great in your own little witch's brew. Nice. Oh, I do concoctions with the quick dry. It's (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) Those silicone products really do help the dogs dry faster. And even if it's the shampoo that you're using when you're drying. And everybody knows that drying time is money for us. Like, for instance, two days ago, I was at a house doing a Havanese. And the guy's a boater and normally understands shore power cords. And usually I'm in a 20-amp shore power plug where he puts the cord in that he brings out to me. Mm-hmm. Yesterday or day before, I guess it was, I think he put me in a 15-amp plug. But it was one of those that doesn't pop the circuit. It just doesn't give you any heat out of your dryers. They just never get warm enough and blow fast oh. enough. So I'm drying this dog and drying the dog. And I feel it. And it's like lukewarm blowing air and so finally I had to go out there and unplug and start the generator and I blew the dog. I wasted like 20 minutes not drying that dog (laughs) oh kill myself for that one yeah so using something like an absorber I was just going to say that I get them to the point where they're damp. I've been using absorbers since the late 90s. They are magic. Somebody mentioned them on the groomer's lounge a bazillion (gasps) years ago. The groomer's lounge. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're dating ourselves. I've been using them. And I mean, I remember which job I was at. That was definitely like mid to late 90s. But I just get them to the point where they're damp before I even bother with the dryer. Get them as damp as possible, then spray them with a quick dry. Absolutely. I've really changed my mind on the absorbers. I first tried them when they were in one big, very large piece. And my crappy hands, I don't know if you guys can see what my hands... Cut them in half. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I figured out. My hands are all weird and I can't really wrench stuff very easily. Then I cut them in half and I was like, holy cow, this is easy compared to doing the whole thing. And I've never looked back. I pretty much use them exclusively. The other thing I always do is I put a towel on my table. Yeah, I actually yep. use a moisture magnet and I stand the dog on it because as well as Mary would know if she was still grooming here, the humidity is a nightmare. And I don't have a dehumidifier. I don't have a fan in my vent. So I just open the vent and I hope that the air goes mm-hmm. out. But basically, I blow all the molecules around in my 8 by 10 trailer. And then I stop and it all settles right back down on the dog. And I'm like, I swear this dog was dry, but now it doesn't feel dry. I would dry most of the dogs in the tub. So against the back wall of the tub, I also hung towels there. I don't have a tub, per se. I have a wall. So hang a towel on the wall behind so that the dryer sprays it onto that towel. On what? On the wall. Command strips and hooks. They pull right off. It's wet. Everything is wet. It's constant. It's like, have you ever been in a sauna and the walls drip? Mm -hmm. That's what winter is like here in the Northwest. And in the trailer... Mm -hmm. The walls condense and stuff just drips down. So I have a rhino-lined formed bathtub. And I do almost dry all of my dogs there. But on my table, I have a table divider. So I take a moisture magnet and I flip it over the table divider and I dry there. Okay. That's the closest I can come to that solution. I have an answer for you, Susie. Unsolicited product plug. You take two of the Alpha Pet suction cup thingies with the big lever and they have a big hook in it to hook yeah so you put two of them they don't they stick. don't stick Are, is it textured it's rhino liner and it's bumpy oh son of a motherless goat there's nothing to hang on my bathtub i can only hang things on my table and since i do keep my table divider up 90 okay. percent of the time i have a little bit of an area where i can hang something there so that's what I do. You know, that's the best I can do. And uh, oh. I it's a challenge. And I basically look at when June comes as a raise <laughs> because all mm-hmm. of my dogs take me 20 minutes less wow. to dry. 
on average. And then the big dogs are awful. Does your trailer have like a heater or air conditioning? Both either of those can, can reduce moisture. I have a tiny space heater that I can't run when I'm running anything else. Oh. So like I warm the space up, then I turn that off and I turn the clipper back on and I do my clipping and then I turn that off and I turn the heater back on for a little bit while I do some brushing and then I turn that off and I turn the water on and the sump pump and I wash my dogs and then I turn that off and then I turn the dryer on and I heat the space. So basically you need a Hanvey. I love house call. I think what would be the best is a fantastic fan vent to draw the air out, but I don't have wiring there. So that's mm. the challenge. Can you get a battery-operated one, though? I have looked at that, and, and possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly that will be a solution for me. But in the bigger picture, I don't do heavy-coated dogs. I fired all my doodles, so I'm not doing anything that really I'm struggling with too much. Mostly it's just little fluffy dogs that sit on people's laps. I survive. Oh. <laughs> you know, it is a shocker when a, a doodle takes me three hours because an hour and a half of it is drying yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right. It's all about my scheduler. Making sure my scheduler knows what I can do and what I can't do. Uh Uh-huh. And do you have to have long, serious talks with your scheduler and go, what the hell were you thinking? And you're like, I don't know. I did three palm skis, two cats, and then two shih tzus in one day. I thought I was never going to walk again. And it was the day after I hurt my back. That was a brutal day. I was cussing at myself through that entire... I'll beat that one. I scheduled myself six golden retrievers in the same day. All (laughs) different houses. Because you know they're golden retrievers. (laughs) I love golden retrievers. Okay, this one (laughs) might match it, but six goldens is still a little bit. Two black Russian terriers on the same day. Different houses... And one of them is old and I had to do on the floor. <laughs> oh, that's rough. I now have one day that I also do two black Russian terriers, but at least they're not only the same house, but the owner put in his garage a professional grooming tub. I love people like that. And he just got a hydraulic table. Oh, Wow. I have a lot who rewire their electrical so that I can get to a 20 amp plug easier. I have a lot of people that have done that over the years. So Chrissy, question for you. Mm. Dogs that have a difficult time with the dryer. What are some of the tips for that? I think um, we tend to think that it's always the sound, but sometimes it's not the sound. You really kind of have to first ask why. Why are they having a hard time with the dryer? So if it's a dog I don't know, I will practice turning on the dryer sound without using the dryer on them just to see if the sound alone is something that bothers them. But, you know, at some point you're going to end up with a dog that's really nervous about the dryer. I like happy hoodies. Ooh, yeah, me too. Um, if a dog likes them, some dogs don't. But then if, if they don't like it, I can wrap a towel kind of around their head with a clip and, and kind of have a similar feel. I used to do cotton in the ears, but then I wake up at three o'clock in the morning going, that's me. So just for me, I can't do it anymore. Me either. I don't risk it. (laughs) You know what I found recently after class? I've had a few dogs that are pretty reactive with the dryer. And I found Mm -hmm. that if I don't do this, they're way better. And by the way, if those of you listening, I am flailing my <laughs> right hand back and forth. She's doing the she's doing the, the swishy dryer motion. That's how we. I'm dry. doing open the coat. Yeah. To blow the water out. Some dogs really, really hate that. And I find if yeah. I stop, and I take the any not well, I don't use nozzles very often. I mostly just use the open cuff. And if I just start on the foot and work very slowly without moving it, that the dogs tolerate it so much better. Maybe not perfect. Maybe yeah. there's always a dog that just can't handle it at all. Then I use the handheld dryer. That usually works or sack it out with towels. That was one thing that I picked up because of the why. Why is this because dog reacting? Why? One of the things I ask groomers to do, is have the dryer near your head. Right? I'm not asking you to do it on your own ear. We all know that can cause ears. Have it near your head and then put your hand in the high velocity dryer and go swooshy, swooshy, swooshy because you will hear the sound difference is so different. It's 30 decibels different. Mm-hmm. The sound spikes are entirely different. And um, I think that a lot of the time that's what dogs are responding to. But, you know, it, it, you really have to ask why. 
And I think sometimes it's just a matter of it feels really funny because dogs that are really worried about dryers, you would think they would have the same problem with a clipper vac and they don't. No. Yeah, it's interesting. Which is kind of interesting, right? Yep. I think it has more to do with the feel. <laughs> but can I say while we're talking about drying, I'm on a one woman mission to get us to stop calling them dryer seizures. Oh, yes. Go for it. Expound on that. I get where the term came from, that sometimes you're drying a dog and that dog has like screams, panics, um, you know, loses their bowels, whatever it is. But a seizure is something very different. Now, that could be seizure activity. But for us as groomers, we need to just observe what happened and talk to the vet about what we saw. Because if not, owners here, he had a seizure Mm -hmm. at the groomer. And then next thing you know, they're going down this medical path that might not be necessary okay, at so all. I'm gonna, I'm, when maybe that's I'm going to jump panicked. in here. Okay. So yeah. um, a true seizure is, right? Lights are on, nobody's home. So that dog is barking, peeing, and pooping and cannot focus on you and you cannot get their attention. That's a seizure. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's different. Yep. And that can be in what what medically is referred to an environmentally induced seizure, something in the environment caused them to have a seizure. Okay. Um, yeah. It's different from a panic attack, a panic attack. The pet still mm-hmm. can focus on you. So that is where the difference lies. Yeah. Often a Absolutely. panic attack, you can actually calm yeah. the dog back <laughs> down. Whereas a seizure, yeah. Yeah. nobody's yeah. home. And a seizure is a diagnosis. Panic attack is a diagnosis that we should kind of step back from and go, this is what I observed. Please tell your vet. And we stopped, you know, like either of those things I would stop, you know, but, um, but yeah, every time I hear dryer seizure, I'm like, Oh, actually, can we stop using that term? Because I just think it it brings that an owner to a vet saying my dog had a seizure at the groomer when maybe that is not what they have have to differentiate. Again, that's where you write down yeah. what you see and then let the doctor mm. make that, you know, determination. All right. Write it down. Write, write it, yeah, write right. it down what you saw. If they're not focusing on you. All right. All right. Like mm-hmm. I said, that whole thousand yard stare, lights are on, nobody's home. That's, that is a seizure. Yeah. They need to, and it may yeah. not be even something that needs veterinarian care. What right. it means is she don't dry the dog. Don't dry the dog with a high velocity dryer. And <laughs> exactly. And I, yeah. yeah. I understand and agree, but it takes me time to change. So Chrissy, if you hear me use the phrase dryer seizure, know that it is just my old lady dinosaur brain adapting. <laughs> I will fucking get there. I know I will. I have faith in me. (laughs) However, I have been on a little, had previously been on a crusade to have vets recognize that this is a thing, that this is something that does happen. And, and so that's part of the reason it's taking me so long to switch. Like, because a lot of the times I see it when they, they're not there and it takes them a while to calm down and they're walking around going like walking into things you know a seizure a seizure has stages too okay so a seizure just Mm -hmm. doesn't come on like that there are stages to it okay there's the aura in which something is happening all right you know there's a little bit of a difference going on with the pet the change in the facial, in in the eyes and stuff like that, that happens before. You can just see it You can coming. see it coming, the, the seizure, and then mm-hmm. it's the post-ictal phase in which they're not the same. A seizure is something really yeah. serious. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that I, that I have questioned mm-hmm. with that is I don't think we should totally get rid of the word seizure because this does happen. And there has to be a differentiation between this is a panic attack and this is a seizure. And a seizure is fairly fairly important to note that it was an actual seizure okay because there's the post-ictal phase afterward and which the pet is not the same it's called the post and they're exhausted they're exhausted their temperature can rise and it can rise to a very dangerous mm-hmm. point especially if this pet is diabetic to start off with can throw them into a ketone acidosis so this pet can go into heat stroke it can go into ketone acidosis one of my customers, her dog had a seizure at one point that yes. caused a stroke. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. guys, yes. I think we are 
for listeners, I think we're having a little bit of a historic moment because we're we're determining stuff that <laughs> I feel like will stick in the industry because I see semi-conflicting views, but I see where we're going to meet in the middle because, Chrissy, you're saying stop using the phrase not because it doesn't happen and that it sometimes isn't seizures, but because calling it that is a diagnosis. Because I find that the term gets thrown around too casually. And really, we need to think about what exactly did we see. I like to call it a drier reaction. That's where education comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So yeah. if you're throwing around the term dryer seizure, dryer seizure, dryer seizure, and it's not a dryer seizure, then you're using mm-hmm. the term incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And as professionals, we should know correct terminology. Again, not making the diagnosis. That's what a piece of paper and pen is for. But even if we know and we see all these phases and we know we're using it correctly, is it not still a diagnosis? It's still a di- I would never yeah. diagnose a pet. Okay. I would say a dog had a seizure and maybe say during drying. But isn't even calling it a seizure versus a panic attack, isn't that even any kind of seizure, isn't that a diagnosis? That's the thing. Yeah. It, it, we still, as professionals, need to know what the terms are, yeah. what mm-hmm. it is they mm-hmm. mean. Yeah. If nothing else, but for the communication with the vet that we're going to send in a note with that owner. And the other thing with the post-ictal phase is, is that this is a pet that's not the same. They could have behavioral issues. I had a a client Mm -hmm. that had to put their golden down because their dog was having frequent seizures and then afterward became Cujo afterwards. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to be aware that there's behavioral changes. When Spirit would have a seizure, his post-ictal phase was that he would just walk in circles for like an hour, mm. just, just walk in circles until literally he was exhausted and couldn't walk anymore. The dog I share, some she dogs, just sits and some there dogs and wake up very aggressive. Yeah, as, sometimes some dogs exactly. wake up very aggressive. So, as a, very aggressive, they can be very dangerous for us. As a matter of fact, when we're removing a dog that's having a reaction from our table during the reaction, you need to be aware that they can snap it. Yeah, because they are yeah. not functioning. But I think the the term seizure, I'm just leery about using it. But then I don't say. Yeah, I don't say your infection either. Right. I say redness, swelling, discharge. Yeah, I'll take a picture. Like I'll I I just describe what I see. I generally go something going on in the ear. There's something going on here rather than naming it. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. I don't know. I just feel that um, while we might recognize that like, wow, this dog had a seizure. But then also, is that diagnosing? Mm hmm. I mm-hmm. think it is. I, I think it's I think it's pushing it too far, you know. But then again, like I said, I don't say ear infection. But it can get frustrating. Like I am not advocating diagnosing. I am empathizing with groomers who have been doing this a long time and hundred percent know that it's a fucking ear infection. Uh, but we can't say that. So but what an owner does, what an owner does, mm-hmm. back to my vet tech days, like what an owner does is they're like Oh, well, the groomer said his ear was infected. So we rummaged through a drawer full of old medication and gave him ear med. And then they come in, they're like, it's not working. It's like, well, I've had so many customers go, wait, there are more things that can happen to an ear. (laughs) There are multiple ear problems. Like, remember, our owners don't know this stuff. And uh, not that they're not really smart people, you know, but if you didn't learn anything about animals in school, you probably don't know. I've had owners who really just had no yeah. idea. There are three or four things that could happen to an ear. I'm like, oh, more than you know, that. But I think you know. a lot of it is um, this miscommunication between groomers and veterinarians. Yes. 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 And I think that's a huge problem because we see pets way more often than a vet does. And a lot of times we're the ones sending the pet to the vet because of something that's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. So I I think there has to be more of an open dialogue on what they feel we can say and what we can't say. Also, it gets us respect when we use correct terms with the vets, as long as we don't misuse them. But I've also had vets be really impressed that I wrote down exactly what I saw. They're always impressed if you write it down. They're always impressed with you. Yep. I write down exactly what I saw, my observations, you know, dog lost consciousness, laid on the floor, flailed for two minutes, woke up, 
slowly wobbly. Are you watching that my favorite groomer again? <laughs> Sorry, I she she one. who shall not be named. But even just writing down like all of those things, you know, and and really giving actual data. Now the only time I did not do that is only because I knew my owner. So woman comes and she had an ancient schnauzer and there was a sebaceous cyst on the back. And it looked like it was about to pop. Ooh, get it. I I know. (laughs) So I I groom around it and I go to her and I'm really, really specific on this. Call your vet. Tell them the groomer said you need to go over there. So I know exactly how the conversation went. The groomer called in a panic. She called the vet. Oh, my God. The groomer said I got to bring the dog over to you right now. So now, you know, the vet thinks there's a cut or I did something. So the vet calls me up later that day to tell me what, how this whole thing transpired. <laughs> so she gets there. She puts the dog up on the table and the vet's looking at the dog going, oh, what's wrong with the dog? And as he said that, it popped. <laughs> <laughs> and she passed out. <laughs> Which is I knew exactly what would happen if that popped on her. Bring your dog to the vet. Oh, and put on this helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls, he calls me later to tell, to, you know, to relate this whole story to him. And I was going out to Southbury because she moved there to this senior area. And I had two clients in there. And I had learned really quickly to be out of there before 10 o'clock. Because at 10 o'clock was what I like to refer to as the senior march. And which everybody came out and started walking down the street. And then they'd be knocking on my van door. And I needed to be out of there before that happened. So he called me up and said, I'm going to recommend you to everyone. I go, if you like me, you will not recommend me to a single person. I oh, had that wow. happen once. And I need to get props. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> so again, it's a trait for the people who are watching this on YouTube. <laughs> so she has a stuffed dog. Supposedly, this is going up on YouTube. So for this is for the YouTube. So I had a cyst situation. And normally, I really, really, really would want to pop it. But the kids were right there. They were like teenage girls. So I pointed it out. And I said, do you see this? Yeah, there's this bump there. I said, that really looks to me like a sebaceous cyst. I'm not trying to diagnose. But if it pops and looks really nasty and bloody, don't be alarmed. Like, don't, don't be alarmed. You can t- feel free to take it to the vet, but it's not as serious. And as I literally put my finger on it to show them and it popped. <laughs> and while they didn't pass out, it was only just only. I mean, I literally boop, I just laid my finger on it. And it was, well, that's exactly what I was grooming the schnauzer. It looked like it was going to pop. I'm just going to make sure no water touches the area. The dryer's not going to touch the area. Um, I'm not going to get there with the clippers. Nothing was going to touch a circle around that area. I love a good cyst. <laughs> no. Don't we have a bizarre job? Hold on. This, we is, do. this is for Chris. Barkley uh, Honors Award. Framed. Yeah, that's contribution to the industry. She got that one framed. Got it framed. I just got to get up on my wall. So deserved. I get to hang out with the big wigs. Now, wait a second. <laughs> I just lost power of speech. So hold on to that thought. And we're going to have a, a word from our sponsors while I figure out what happened to my brain. If you're looking for a software solution for your shop, mobile, or house call, GroomMore is it. It has online booking and online forms and intake or matted dog forms, payment processing, reminders and wait lists, inventory, routing, calendar, and QuickBooks syncs, and most importantly, 24-hour service. And they've given us a great offer. You can switch over to GroomMore and try it for two months at half off. Just put in the code GroomPod. My brain went out my ear. You can see in the back here, if you're watching, I've got all of my posters up on the wall uh-huh. there. So we get, when we're nominated, we get these nice Ooh. little posters. They're pretty awesome. 
And so I got mine. I got this one came, came in its own package. And then I got another package, right? And it contained three posters <laughs> uh, because I was nominated for two for the podcast, one for Women Pepper Doors and the other one for Traveling Groomers. And they sent me one of each. They're the same exact poster. Mm-hmm. Aren't you lucky? Plus the one for website of the year. So Chris, um, how many posters did you get for Traveling Groomers podcast? Um, that would be zero, Mary. Oh, no. How many posters and or medals does Barbara get? She has zero. <gasps> They're all here. But hang on. Hang on. Here's mine, my stack. I am sending them all to Barbara. I'm going to open up the one we oh, got this year that... and then pack all of these in there and send them to oh, her good. so she has them. Because all I really care about is the medal, and I'm not sending that. <laughs> right <there. laughs> She can have the posters. I'm keeping the medal. We actually told, and I say we, and I mean Mary, (laughs) actually told Todd that if the traveling groomers won, we would pay him to have a second one made up because we each want one of those sons of bitches. We could win it legit, but we'll pay for the actual one. Yeah, because there might be some tugging up at the podium. Mine. Might might be some tugging. Oh, there would a hundred... We yes. each get half. There would a hundred percent be some have been some tugging at the podium. Since we're all uh-huh. here, I would like to mention that I would really appreciate the podcast being separated out into their own award without including the video stuff. Because I believe we have enough podcasts in the industry to rank our own item yeah. instead of being lumped with it. Because every single time yeah. we get lumped with the videos, the video people win. And it's just the, the nature of the beast. They do 20-minute videos. They're short. They're bite-sized. We do content every single week. We produce it. We put it out we there. Edit it. And it's a completely yes. different Some of kind us edit of a it, thing. But go ahead. Some, well, yeah. Even if we don't edit it, it's still it's a yeah. different type of thing. Um, educational content is different than the, the, the fun reels and stuff like that. Or like Facebook groups. And, you know, like that. The, I think that it gets... Um, there, there need to be more categories. We're getting Three lost. Three out of four podcasters yeah. on this particular show edit. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, here it is. There it is. There it yes, is. That yep, happened. There it is. That, that, that happened. That went there. Who here runs a solo show? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Okay. You do too. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I've done a few. I could do it. I just choose not to. Hey, I have my mug. Unicorns are awesome. I am awesome. Therefore, I am a unicorn. Yes. (laughs) You get a boing for that. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Barbara thanks you, too, because she got to have the whole week off instead of just uh, Sunday. She got Sunday and today. Would have been more fun with Barbara. We miss her, but look at you keeping us to about an hour. It's my oh. thing. I like structure. I like regularity. I like predictability. I enjoy that stuff. Yes. Mary may have given me a tip with drying because I always hated drying in the tubs because back in the days before I wore earplugs, that sound legit hurt my ears. Hurt so bad. And it legit damaged And it your legit ears. damaged my ears. So, yes. So, I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. That the towels might soften the sound quite mm-hmm. a bit. That would be a huge help. I just got to say. Definitely. <laughs> yes. I'd give you the ding, but it's on a different page because I've got the outro okay. going. So. <laughs> I have, ding. Yeah, I have like four pages of sound effects on my board. So Just make them with your mouth. Just make your silly sound. Yes, I can do some. <laughs> we will do this again. I mean, this is going to be a regular thing because it's super fun to hang out with you ladies. I really dig it. I love the commonality and I love the differences. And yeah, I miss Barbara. Still yeah. was pretty awesome. Thank you so much for being mm-hmm. here. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Remember to support us on Patreon. Tell our sponsors that you are grateful for them supporting us because we are grateful for them supporting us as well. And happy grooming, everybody. See you next week on the Groom Pod. Bye-bye now. Bye. Safe travels, guys. Dreams are nothing more than wishes and a wish is just a dream you wish to come true.
Just to have some fun. <laughs>